an ICBM. It's an intercontinental ballistic <laughs> missile. Okay, never mind. You no, I mean, you'll, you'll figure it out, man. No, yeah. no, it was supposed to just be a shit joke. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Big Bad Sad Cast. Uh, this is a talk show brought to you by KU and Student Media at the University of Utah. Um, here at the Big Bad Sad Cast, love is in the air. We're recording this a little before Valentine's Day, and things are starting to heat up in Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh, Spring yeah. has arrived early, oh. the snow is melting, and so are our hearts. <laughs> That's right! It's a special time of year we all love to hate, Valentine's Day. And boy, if we aren't going to talk about it. What a good this. intro, right? Yeah, I should really be killed. <laughs> that was, that was, I think that's great. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Emma. Really a good. little support is uh, nice. Good. As always, I have my fellow students and very funny friends as my co-host with me today. Uh, we have Amara Ames and... Arash Tajiki, uh, give a round of applause at home, and but like record it and Moment send it to us. Moment of silence for the applause. But uh, if you could just record that and send it to us, <laughs> I want it to be genuine but also well prepared. Um, up next, I don't know, how are you guys doing? <laughs> well, so you forgot to uh, intro our guests. Oh yeah, yeah we yeah, also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. In studio with us, we have another good friend of mine, Jackson Banks. Howdy. He's a great guy. I started doing stand up with. Yeah, and, that's how we uh, met. That's how we became you buddies. Know, wow. And now we're besties. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're also having that the, the uh, some author coming in later to promo his book. I think. Yeah, or, we've got yeah. A, we've got a couple of cool guests. Yeah. Um, we have a, a a Christian woman who's going to talk about celibacy. We oh, have yeah. um, a, a really interesting author, Mark yeah. Molasses. I don't I know much about. Guy. I saw, uh, him, I saw him uh, in, in the uh, green room, oh, and God. he was he was interesting. He's a monster. Very interesting. I, yeah. d- I don't. Well, let's the, let's the wait and see. You right. know, let's be fair right. and you know hear him out. Yeah, you sure. know, before we pass so many judgments. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, are you guys excited for Valentine's Day? Uh, no, no. <laughs> yes. Not. I'm gonna try and put some bids out. That's how I'm numbing the pain. Oh yeah. I, I exited a relationship just in time for Valentine's Day, <laughs> so uh, I think it should be a good one. I have a little a little uh, history of Valentine's oh, Day. Okay, yeah. Oh, I want yeah. to tell you guys. So Valentine's Day at its roots was uh, created to shame people who aren't reproducing. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> well, no, maybe a little bit. It's it's a it's of Roman roots. Uh, it, it starts in ancient Rome. It's called the Festival of Luper. Kalia or Luper. That sounds Kalia. like a Roman orgy day. Oh yeah, it, it was to celebrate fertility and to <laughs> commemorate the fe- uh, commemorate February fifteenth. Okay. Good, more honest, I think. So um, basically, th- that's what it was originally, and then when Christi- Christianity spread in uh, Rome, uh, Pope um, Galasius uh, he he changed it from a pagan festival to a Christian festival in uh, 496 A.D., declaring it to be February 14th and to be uh, in memory of St. Valentine's. Okay, so but it was Saint Valentine. Yeah, wait, so no, this he, is was, pretty interesting. Did he did he have many fulfilling relationships he, that ended thing. in true love? <laughs> no, no, I'm about to get into that. There's there's a lot of debate about who Saint Valentine's Valentine was. Was he a player? Was he a lover? Yeah. Like who was this he guy? Was a saint. He, there are actually three different people, St. Valentine's. There's three different St. Valentine's, mm-hmm. and the debate is which one of them, you know, it's supposed to go to. And one of them, they believe, is because a one of the, the Roman, uh, 
what is, sorry, what do you call Roman leaders? What were they called? Uh, the Caesar, Caesar. Caesar's yeah, like uh, the, the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, so the emperor, emperor. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, there we go. We are they're the dumbest popes. people in the. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, everyone is tuning out. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they're so called the Pope. So emperor. Emperor Claudius II, yeah. uh-huh. um, he, he, he made this decree that no young men should get married because oh, he God. thought that bachelors made better soldiers. So one theory oh, yeah. is that there was a, 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 valent, a priest, Valentine, around that time who would secretly marry um, people, and, and then he was later uh, killed for his action in marrying uh-huh. people. So basically, he was like the Frosty the Snowman of Roman times, <laughs> which is cool. Could you imagine go, like, going to a club and like, like all those like saints show up like just like just, like like fucking like like like, like 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 what's that show Entourage? They just like come out of some chariot. And yeah, just yeah. Like, the saints were definitely bros, and yeah, Saint Valentine yeah. was the worst one. <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. I, I got this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, Saint Valentine was a red pillar for yeah. sure. Like, um, so you know, I mean, it's Valentine's Day. We all, we all have romantic problems. We're all pursuing you know a, a happy romantic life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going back to the. Just the hollow, just the hollow pursuits, the hollow yeah. hedonistic. All right. All right. Well, I think so it's, one I think way, that way. One yeah. way you would pursue those hedonistic, you know, mm-hmm. desires would yeah. be uh, Tinder, the dating app Tinder. Yes. So I thought, you know, uh, this like we could maybe give some advice to people, uh, our listeners, about how to use Tinder effectively, and maybe talk about some of our worst times on Tinder. Oh, I got some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I got a few uh, things. Do you? Honestly, <laughs> I, do I, any of you? Yeah, Amaro definitely takes the cake. Where do you take your date, by the way? Like, coffee shop? Coffee shop every yeah. time. It's safe. I, I sure. kind of just go out swinging and make really intense jokes. Like, I'll read you one of my... Can I read you one of my conversations? Yes, okay. Yeah. So she does fire dancing. I say, will you use your fire dancing to ward off predators attempting to eat my firstborn son? She replies, nah, survival of the fittest. Natural selection, best way to go. I reply, your discipline will ensure a strong son. You have passed the first test. <laughs> she replies, F- that with a Q. This is America in opposition of China. All firstborn males will be killed or sold. I reply, touch my son and I will fucking end you. Oh, she replies, ha, from every end, there is a new beginning, I suppose. I say, let's make the son and then we can discuss the minutia of raising him. She replies, no can do. It's a barren land in that there utero. I reply, even better, a safe shooting range. <laughs> No reply. I don't think it's that gross to admit that I am looking for unprotected sex with a barren woman, okay? Oh my God. What is so bad about coming out and saying, look, this is a beautiful thing? Emery, you had a show the other night. Um, yes. And you had a Tinder exploit come to your oh. show. There was a, a man on Tinder who uh, believed it would be a good idea to ask me if I wanted to have uh, clonopin weed or Addie's at his place at 3 a.m. with him. So I went to my show and did some jokes. And then he apparently, he messaged me uh, after the show and was like, hey, your comedy needs some work. So I did not know he was there. I did not know, I didn't, I recognize him. I thought I, in retrospect, I thought I maybe saw him, but like he didn't say hi to me or anything like that. Uh, Wasn't right. he the dude who was like heckling and like yeah, was trying like to sell drugs? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to say that that's true. But the like, guy murdered I, it. He took he he oh. hijacked the show. He took it back from the comedians. He crushed it for everybody. Yeah. I still don't know. But uh, he told me I was sexist as fuck. 
uh, which is, I, th- I hope he meant towards women, because that's way more accurate <laughs> than towards men. Um, and uh, that my comedy needed some work. And then he said, come over so we can laugh at some real shit. Oh and I was God. like, wow, he knows oh. how to make a lady feel special. Come over. We can get oh. up. No sex stuff. <laughs> like, I love that subtle neg he did. It's like, you're not very funny. But come over here. We just watch some Bill Hicks. Laugh at some real shit. I know, like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, I, I'm i not going to, like, say you're wrong, but it's what, also, What does like, he think you're going to do? Just be like, oh, big man telling me I'm a failure. I want you yeah. so bad now. You should tell him to just f- straight off into the night. It's kind of that's kind of a lame response, though. Yeah. It's also kind of dangerous to tell guys who do Addies and Klonopin. Yes, it's also bad to do yeah, guys yeah. who know where you are sometimes. <laughs> hey, man, do you want to get f***ed up and see what happens? No sex, though, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that I think he meant no sex stuff earnestly because he saw me do comedy <laughs> and was like, "Oh, uh, yeah." Or because I the these pills so. had like rendered his genitalia just completely. <laughs> yeah, just, he, he is just nothing. No sex yeah. stuff <laughs> un- unless you want this limp noodle in your mouth, <laughs> yeah. which mean, was I'm the plan. Close. No sex stuff, meaning I will not be hard at yeah. any point <laughs> during the night. That is how things go, um, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> Uh, if you are listening, just, you know, call me. He's like, Elliot, you if you're listening, <laughs> Elliot, if Is you're listening, wrong? no, 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 let me just, Elliot, if you're listening, put the gun in your mouth, one bullet, and pull the trigger. Please Happy Valentine's do not Day. tell my only prospect <laughs> to kill himself. Um, I just want to give some tips for, oh, uh, right, yeah. for Tinder. Do you guys, I mean, you want to start off? Anybody have some uh, tips? I mean, I'm, I'm not successful with it. Just don't, yeah, like, don't be boring. Uh, yeah, like, don't don't interview them. Don't, like, job interview people. Yeah, yeah don't do that shit. Yeah, what, what is this? Like, here's my advice. Go out, guns blazing, do you, and if they respond, they respond. That's the most vague and if they don't. Yeah, yeah. No, no, keep it interesting for yourself. If you're, uh, no, keep it no, interesting that, for yourself. That is the key. But I think that Amara is crushing it on Tinder right now, and she can have any nope. one of these men. She has, like, like nope. she has, like, a, a whole army division of people, just, like, <laughs> thousands of people. Amara, can I just beat the shit out of... Everyone I message on Tinder, Tinder doesn't respond, but people message me. Yeah. <laughs> and they are all maniacs. 90% of my matches are all, like, uh, Mormon girls from BYU. You. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like I, I'm the clearly fruit, not that type. That, no, before yeah, the second I, coming, the gospel must yeah. be preached. The Arab nation. That's what <laughs> my father taught me. Yeah, like it's someone from like Provo with like those like 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 those those Mormon photo shoots where it's like their whole family with like a big wreath, and it's just like them hanging out. Like, why are you why are you interested in me? They're, like I, I standing understand. in a field wearing <laughs> yes, a hat yeah. and like and like, like yeah. the uh, the uh, the grand like the grandpa's like holding the dad who's holding the son who's holding his son, and it's just like yeah, yeah. yeah. I antagonize those people. Yeah. Just don't swipe right on those people. No, but like you have to I dog to get more matches. <laughs> Capitalize. It, here's some here's some advice. Um, Super liking zone is a great way to show them that you need them before you even exchange a word. Uh, <laughs> just send them a gif of the office. That's really original mm. and choose your character. I, d- I didn't know that Steve they Carell so gets like, me hard as a rock. I mean, with Valentine's Day, with all romantic mm-hmm. you know, endeavors, you have breakups. I mean, it's a big part of, yeah. of being in love. So um, It's a great I, day to break up with someone, actually. You, uh, Valentine's you know, Day. It, it, it's so Godfather 2. Yeah, with it, with it like, no, do, you, it, it, <laughs> do you know what it's like? The scene where Joe Pesci is getting made and getting Goodfellas? 
and then they bring him to the place, and he, and he thinks he's being uh, uh, made, and they just like cap him, like like bring your bring your longtime person to a restaurant. It's very nice, and then like all this, the the signs are going like the the last scene from uh, Sopranos. Honestly, <laughs> like like every like every major whack scene from a mob movie <laughs> is how you should break up with people. That's like they're, they're, they're not expecting it. It's Fredo in the boat. He he thinks it's a nice uh, boat in the lake, and you just shoot him in the head. Like except you just break up with him. It's like, like yeah, in yeah, Goodfellas, yeah, yeah. where that one guy's in the passenger seat. And yeah, oh yeah, Maury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice pick him in the <laughs> back of the neck. You just you get. You have to pounce it. Yeah, you, you, like, you hide in the back <laughs> of her car and wait yeah, for her to yeah. come in and then say, "I'm breaking up with you." And then <laughs> it's like, or like, like in Scarface when like um, uh, the uh, guy tries to kill uh, what's his face, and then he like comes back to the club. And he's just like, you f***ing cockroach. I knew it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah. I have this yeah. friend who he's dating this girl. Uh, it's a new relationship. But he found out that um, her her last boyfriend, after she broke up with him, uh, hung himself on her his front lawn. What, what, uh, on, front lawn? on her front so lawn. Wow. And you know, like, t- yeah, he died, and he hu- he like was just hanging on her front lawn, and t- and the like, I think the the manager, like the maintenance guy, had to cut him down. Holy and like, I was I, that like is the, that is the what everyone is thinking might happen when they break up with anyone, right? Like, you're like, is this is this a possibility? And I welcome it. <laughs> yeah, but like, how if if you were dating a girl and she tells you that story, like, I I don't think this is fair. But would you have any like hesitation towards that woman? Yeah, I don't know, cause sometimes it's just, the dude's just crazy. Yeah. But no, right. Right. But, I mean, I would look for warning signs. Like if they started to make me feel shit, I'd probably get <laughs> if out. If she's like, what if you just hung yourself <laughs> on my front lawn? You'd look really good with a yeah, rope like, around your neck. Baby. <laughs> uh, men who are gasping for air uh, and um, and their feet are kind of just like kicking. In the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, also the 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 death erection too is I think a pretty oh, yeah. pretty alpha move. Yeah. The rigor mortis. Yeah, it's basically center a dick pic. He's like, I'm gonna get harder than I've ever been <laughs> just for you. So this week at, at the U, it's sex week at the U, and they're teaching a lot of people about, like, uh, you know, protection, getting STD And tests. how if you swipe right on a man, you are asking for it on Tinder, right? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Yeah, actually. You know, I think I think the sex week at the U is, like, very um, – it's, it's all about sex positivity, and I think oh, it's very open good. to sex. Yeah. But we wanted to, like, kind of get some different views about sex and, like, how, how you should live a sexual life. Um, and so we, we're, we have an interview with a guest. Her name is Marsha Blimpton. Mm. She's a local Christian woman, and uh, she, she has a podcast on – Earlier uh, in the day, and we we just wanted to bring her on as a guest and come oh, talk to her. Right, uh, uh, yeah, let me yeah. go get her. Let me. Yeah. I'm gonna step out for a second. Hey, hey, Marsha, uh, how's it going? It's going well. So, uh, yeah, you said you wanted to talk about your kind of ideas about sex and the sex, you know, positivity and stuff. And I would like to begin with a scripture, if I may. Yeah, please. Okay. Genesis 39, 1 through 18. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And it came to pass after these things that the master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. Here we have yet another case of a woman lying about having unlawful sexual relations with a strong, innocent man. Okay. (laughs) This goes to show that all women are big old sluts who will never learn anything. Unless they adhere to the blessings that chastity can bring. And that's what my podcast is about. They, women must achieve divine nature. Uh-huh. I agree. Oh, well, 100%, I mean, I'm with you. All right. I mean, that, that's one way to look at it. I think, uh, like, so, so why, do, why, why do you, like, seek religion in your life? Why, why is religion and Christianity so important to you? Well, 
Uh, I used to doubt God, you know. Uh, I wanted to have a career and my own money. Um, I was I was truly the product of this white feminism. My single mother forced down my gullet until the towers got hit and Jesus made its way back into urban America. <laughs> I was all about the dream of this feminism, pantsuits, women in the Senate, drinking martinis in midtown Manhattan with my white friends. Then I began to pray to God. I was like, dear God, I'm writing to you to ask that you please get rid of my period. I know from health class that I have options, but the only thing I should be putting inside of me is your love. So I don't believe in using tampons or birth control. The next thing I must do is have a baby, but no sane man will put their seed inside of me so I can trick them into marriage under your eternal covenant. Desperately, Marsha. Oh my goodness. So that is why I think that sex week is wrong. I think every week is sex week in this satanic culture we have, uh, and that's why I'm here. I well, agree. So now, Martha, I, th- I think you are going to find someone to put their seed in you who, who is the right seed. It's not going to be me, but it's going to be somebody. Right. Okay. I, I disagree, and I think that it's fine to disagree, but this is how I've chosen to live my life because I think that we need to turn our well, attention to Lord God Jesus Christ. I agree. Do you think he's sexier than the average guy? Oh, to die for. However, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a celibate woman, not a corpse. Because, I mean, I think today mm-hmm. in our culture, with like college yeah. culture, like, you know, celibacy is laughed at, scoffed at, you know, and people don't think it's a realistic goal. Well, listen, when I was when I was a youngster, okay, my mother would uh, would, would ask me every day, why aren't you f***ing? The other girls and boys are f***ing, why aren't you f***ing? <coughs> and I said, well, mother, I care about my body because it's a temple of the Lord. And she said, you're gay, aren't you? You're gay bones for women. And I said, no, mom, I'm not gay. That's very silly. Just because I'm not having sex with young, hot, hairless high school boys doesn't mean I was watching this video of two young women kissing for sexual gratification. I watched it because I thought they were praying and then things got out of hand. They are just friends anyway. They said that in the beginning of the video. I can show you uh, that you went to tell on the story about how she almost aborted me and I said okay mama why didn't you maybe I should have should have been born a shitty bastard life weighed down by your sinning and she said well I wish I could go back in time and do it and then I realized that it would be a triple sin because of suicide abortion and developing the technology to time travel and I shut the whole thing down <laughs> wow Marsha has some heat Marsha that yeah, is why yeah. Marsha 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 yeah. speaking of hot hairless high school boys he is uh Jesus, he, he is, he is <laughs> he a, had the beard a, he had, a hair. Yeah, 12 year old Jesus, carpenter <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no, he, carpenter Jesus, not a hair on him, oh, yeah. Yeah. not a hair on him. Yeah. He really it's got better with old. age, like a fine wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, Marsha, are you still celibate? Are you looking for a sexless marriage? Because I'm prepared to, to give you that. You know, I, I, I have hope for that one day. Um, I'm, I'm looking into it. I mean, I have, I have faltered, you know, I've in the past, you know, as a, a crude attempt to fit in with my friends. You know, I realized soon that it was a path leading to hell. You know, I once tried to sleep with a gentleman, but was thankfully stopped by the force of God who created me in his image with a real small pussy. Uh, and at the time, <laughs> I was wearing a bra that uh, had been broken open by the force of my extremely large breasts uh, and was holding it together with a Hillary 08 button. Uh, her judging eyes were, were, were looking deep into my soul as if to say, lying with the oppressor gets you nowhere. She did not know how right she was, gentlemen. She did not know. Sounds like a lot of trauma and lo- so a lot of you, fear. Yeah, like like so. So how are are, are, are you going to spend uh, Valentine's Day, uh, Mrs. Blumpton? I will spend yeah. it reading the Bible. <laughs> well, have you thought about maybe joining a nunnery? Uh, no, no, I think that the Catholics have gone too far. They're all uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. They yeah, they're yeah. all. You can look into their eyes. You can see. The and <laughs> and the uh, new Pope is like so like out there. You know? Yeah, he's he's, he's got those new uh, decrees. What I like about Frank is that he's for sure not having sex. You, that when you looked at Pope Benedict, you knew he was f-ing. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Uh, I would that? just like to issue to all students at the U, uh, this esteemed institution, I think, 
celebrate sex week if you want, but how you should celebrate it is without being tempted by the devil or pursuing sexual pleasures or reading Wikipedia for various parts of the male anatomy. Instead of doing that, just participate in wholesome activities, you know, like get together with your friends and hit a bunch of wood together. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming on and expressing kind of yeah. an alternate view of what how sex should be. And, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. Will you and, go outside uh, and look for our friend Amara, mm. see if she's yeah, out yeah, there? Yeah. Hey, Marsh, call me. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch Marsha uh, outside the student union throwing uh, leaflets and uh, pellets at people. You can catch her outside yeah. Planned Parenthood <laughs> protesting every day. You can catch her arming a fire hose outside. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm back. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything good? Uh, you know, yeah. just this, this woman was talking about celibacy. You probably would have really liked it. Oh, I'll, I'll listen to it later. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. How do you feel about celibacy, Amara? Uh, hate it. Cool. <laughs> I never participate in it. Ever. Um, so this next segment uh, is called Baby Don't Hurt Me, where we ask, what is love? I think love is generosity and not need. Love is when you wrap someone in swaddling clothes and never let them leave the house. When you're, you're, you're draping them and they're building up a hot sweat, they're losing that five pounds you've been urging them to lose, and they come out of that cocoon a beautiful butterfly. That's love. If you're, if you're with a woman this Valentine's Day, how do you make it special? How do you, like, you know, how, how, how do you set the mood? You leave a trail of rose petals, and then it just goes into a 7-Eleven bathroom. That, that's, <laughs> that's all, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, some people uh, like erotic fan fiction, oh, and, uh, you know, I, I particu- particularly enjoy it. Um, <laughs> so I, I found this uh, uh, erotic um, fan, f- or I found an erotic novel writer. His name is Chuck Tingle. Have you guys heard of this guy? Mm. He's yes. a, This is a real guy. He has, he has like, I think, 100 books. Oh, okay. But um, I, I, w- I read... Um, this I, I read the description of one of his books. It's called Helicopter Man Pounds Dinosaur Billionaire Ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm just going to read you um, a bit of this uh, description. And it says, My name is John Hams, and I am a sex addict. <laughs> and so begins Dr. Chuck Tingle's first full-length novel, Helicopter Man Pounds Dinosaur Billionaire Ass, <laughs> a thrilling superhero origin story that will take you to the edge of gay erotic romance and stare <laughs> bravely into the abyss. Yeah. It is a story so power, powerful, so sensual, that it could change the very face of erotic li- literature forever. John Hams is a man who has <laughs> lost it all. A nine-to-five nobody with an addiction to billionaire dinosaur bad boys. <laughs> that is, until a freak accident <laughs> at work imbues John with the ability to transform into an uh, achingly handsome helicopter. <laughs> Suddenly things are looking up as John uses his ability to woo the dashing stegosaurus from, uh, stegosaurus from his addict's group who uh, just happens to be the thing, have a thing for rugged aircrafts. <laughs> but it's not long before John's new helicopter identity starts to spin out of control, taking the personality of its own as a wild and horny, <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious, Cribs Pratt. <laughs> Cribs Pratt. A chopper with abs. <laughs> Can John Hams become the hardcore gay hero that is destined to be? Or is this shit bound to be nothing more than his own worst enemy. And that is real. Wait, there's more. An expert goes, 
I'm, I make my way down his ripped chest and scaly abs with a series of sensual helicopter kisses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is real. It's a book you can buy. The internet needs to be... Dude, like, 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 like I think every day... Like, there should be one day every year where we just wipe the internet clean. Like, every server needs to just be erased. Like, th- this is disgusting. Like, I, I, I just don't know. That's yeah, too much. I found something disturbing. Um, uh, just some weird fan fiction that I stumbled upon <laughs> by accident. Um, oh, really? This sounds yeah, great. it's it's very strange. Which uh, like like uh, which um, book was it, is it based on like Harry Potter fan fiction? It is Reagan slash Obama. Oh, Whoa. Man, that's ooh, that great. is I know. Where is the respect? <laughs> you know, it starts with a little author's note. Okay, it's like has anyone ever noticed that President Obama? isn't exactly hesitant to drop Ronald Reagan's name. You know, maybe just like the rest of America, Barack Obama admires the jelly bean man. You know, everyone has had those thoughts. <laughs> you know, Reagan was charming, articulate. He told weirdly punchline-free jokes. Everyone loved it. <laughs> he, he was very handsome before he succumbed to the presidency. Does Do you have a crush on him, Obama? Do you? Maybe I do, he thought, a blush rising to his cheeks okay. before he shook his head violently, as if he was trying to rid his already crowded mind of it. It was too late. His thoughts drifted to that morning when he awakened from a fitful sleep full of dreams about the 40th president. Why was this happening to him? He heard a noise that snapped him out of his reverie. Looking around the Oval Office, he saw nothing. It was the middle of the night, and noises in the middle of the night were never good news. Who's there, he said. Joe? A tall, elegant figure stepped out of the shadows. It was him, Obama gasped. You sound startled, said the Gipper, in his trademark voice. Quiet, dignified, soothing. (laughs) Reminiscent of a lizard person. Moving on. (laughs) What are you, I, how? Reagan moved closer, reaching out to touch Barack's shoulder. His breath hitched. Reagan chuckled. As a candidate, I thought you lacked courage, boy, he said, but I like you. Obama thought this was creepy and a little racist, but it didn't matter. So I came to get you. And I want to be with you forever. Reagan stepped even closer, putting his arm around the same-sized man. I rose from the dead, son. I saw you from heaven, and I decided to come for you. You're very handsome, a real man's man. Symmetrical face, good jawline, that authoritative voice that makes you sound like a disappointed dad. (laughs) Obama swallowed. His throat was dry, his heart hammering, but he was the president, the most powerful man on earth. He had to take charge of the situation, or at least say something. Reagan interrupted him by touching his face, looking deeply into his eyes. His hand caressed Barack's cheek. The older man's hand, while cold and dead, still caused warmth to rise, and his in Obama's face, but instead, of course, uh, his his instincts told him to stare straight back. It's so nice, Mr. President, whispered Reagan softly. Don't you think about it sometimes? What? You know, death. Every day, admitted Obama. Don't be weird, boy. Come with me. Obama's shoulders relaxed as Reagan took his hand, walking quickly, pulling him along. He felt strangely giddy. A, a rush of adrenaline forcing his frozen limbs forward as they walked faster the offices and hallways they passed, becoming a blur. Um... And they haven't updated it yet. I've sent them several emails asking them to write chapter two. Because <laughs> uh, I, I feel like like the, the real like spicy stuff is going to happen then when, you know, the... Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. Uh, I think they will both become moderates in the, <laughs> in the moment of climax. Become. Uh. <laughs> um, up next, uh, we're just going to have a quick break, and we're going to play uh, a quick advertisement from our sponsors, and we'll be right back in a second. When my girlfriend left me amicably, I thought to myself, this could be worse. 
This could be a lot worse. Amicable breakup? What a bore! From Trash World Industries, it's 20 simple steps to make it worse. Ignore a text for 12 hours, then text back with your deepest rage. Now the ugliest parts of yourself are not only in writing, they're permanently on the digital cloud. Call her mother and beg her to instruct her daughter to treat you with respect. It could make it worse. Befriend her new boyfriend. You probably have a lot in common. Beg for her respect by sniveling like a child. Weeping at her feet isn't guaranteed to make it worse, but if it doesn't, you're dating a very dangerous person. Impregnate her. Forbid abortion. Become a family. Every time she looks in her own child's eyes, she knows she can never truly escape. You may just make it worse. Send a desperate apology email cloaked in the guise of true morality, but upon pressing send, the blood rushing into your penis should let you know that you've only made it worse. Hang yourself on a front lawn. Watching your corpse sway to and fro in the wind may just remind her of your first waltz, and she just might take you back. Also includes Worsameter stopwatch alert notification system. Your Worsameter should let you know when you've pushed her away forever. She's never coming back. Thanks, stopwatch alert notification system. I was worried I might mend my broken heart. Get it now, remastered on Disney DVD. Uh, so yeah, we 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 have an email from a uh, a, a listener today, um, and uh, it's from Catherine Howard. She's nineteen. She's from London, England. Oh, um, London! She, oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. She, I didn't know we were we we, we reached that far. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, she yeah, is she an exchange student. Uh, well, let's read and see what she's sure, all about. Okay. So she says, "Hey, big bad sadcast. I'm such a big fan of your show." I hope you end up bringing my email on the air. Oh, well, looks like we are. Good for you. Um, Happy Valentine's Day, baby. <laughs> yeah, glad we could, uh, you know, make your wish come true. Um, I really would appreciate your advice on my impending nuptials. I'm engaged to be married to this guy. Fucking turn it off. No, hey, no shut it. Let her, let her speak. I'm engaged, <laughs> to be married. I'm engaged to be married to a guy. His name is Henry VIII. He's a really great guy. He's super successful and powerful. I think he's really hot, but there's some downsides. Like, he's 49 and I'm only 19. Uh, mm. And I know, like, that's a really big difference, but, like, people always tell me I'm really old for my age, you know? But there's more. He's also kind of been married four times already. But, like, at this point, to be fair, none of his wives have given him a male heir, so it's kind of their fault. I'm pretty sure I would have a son if I got pregnant. So another thing, though, is that he's mar- he used to be married to my cousin, Anne Boleyn. And I know what you're saying. Like, you can't marry your cousin's ex-husband. But look, she, she isn't even alive anymore, so it doesn't even matter. Like, like sure, Henry executed her uh, to get out of the marriage. But he would never do that to me. He really cares about me. I can tell. Like, he's so sweet to me. He calls me the cutest pet names like his rose without a thorn (laughs) and and the very jewel of womanhood. It's so romantic. What do you guys think? Should I tie the knot with this guy? Languishing in London, Catherine. I say go for it, you know. I mean, sounds like love this guy's. Is love. He, yeah. he sounds. Su- he sounds successful yeah. and powerful. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And you know, it's fun. You're you're still young. Just go out there, have some fun. Uh, you know, yeah. high. Just just be with some high rollers. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. Like here's my advice: give him everything, give him a son. All right. Well, um, so up next we have uh, the astrology corner. Um, astrology got, corner. We have a friend, Sierra. She um, writes our. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? 
Horoscopes, I guess. Oh, horoscopes, yeah, she's yeah. she knows her shit. Um, she sent me an email. Um, uh, if you guys want any astrology advice, just email astrobitch69 at hotmail.com. Looks like that's the address. All right. <clears throat> hey, guys. She writes, my horoscope this week is going to be focusing on Leo, which is Arash's sign. Ooh. Last time we didn't get to you, so we're going to do it now. Oh. Um, all Leos are very bad people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Pieces of garbage, every single one of them. Uh, you seem nice, though. Um, I don't know you all that well. You didn't poke me back on Facebook. What's up with that? <laughs> so it seems very personal so right, far. Right, yeah, this is, this is very well tuned. Yeah. As a Gemini, it really bothers me to be ignored like this. Isn't that so sad and you feel so bad for me? No, maybe because you can't see it. Here, she's attached a photo. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think? The dog filter makes it sad, right? No one likes it when dogs cry, except animal, <laughs> clap emoji, abusers, clap emoji. I don't know how if she, how she thinks I'm going to indicate a clap emoji on uh, yeah, audio I mean, podcast. Clap. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> abuse. How do, you, how do I express I'm the clap emoji in real life? From all parties involved. Um, okay, she continues. Uh, I don't like to say bad things about people because I'm a good person, but when I think about it, every encounter I've had with the Leo put me one step closer to a full-on black trench coat, sawed-off shotgun rampage shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Classic 90s shit. Oh, wait, you just poked me back. Okay, Leos are all right. Uh, anyway... <laughs> At the end of last week, we had a lunar eclipse with the Aquarius sun in opposition to the Leo moon. Okay, I don't know what that means. Arash seems to be pretty wanting yes, this uh, I, Valentine's I, Day. I need a GF. We all realized it was almost Valentine's Day. We got real depressed because no one loves us. She continues, not even you, Wallace. No one loves you just because you have a girlfriend doesn't mean anyone cares about you. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to have to talk to her when I get home. This is I, real personal I, shit. I understand. Dude, the, the, the cosmos just know us really well. Yeah. They're, they're, I they're, guess, they're, yeah. yeah. Uh, we are all alone, she continues. By Valentine's Day, the moon will be in Libra, the most romantic sign. It seems we will all still be feeling lost and desperate. Anyone, anything will do for romantic fulfillment. The stars are saying to readjust our goals, lower our expectations. You know, Arash, technically Leo and Zen Geminis are really compatible. <laughs> what I'm saying is maybe Ooh. poke me just one more time. <laughs> Winky face. All right. Uh, so Poke we me can baby, all one more time. We can all uh, think about that. I yeah. have to start reading these before. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, it may not have been the most objective horoscope. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's probably not in City Weekly. That I don't know. Yeah. I think. I think that just goes to show you how it really is like a, a legitimate source of information. Like, I wonder if like there's like people who like are way into horoscopes and like control like nuclear. The Reagan yeah. administration had an official astrologer, and then yeah. when they found out, they had to fire her. I see right. nuclear holocaust in your future. <laughs> yeah. I see war with Iran in your... Uh, ICBMs are going towards Tel Aviv in what I see. I see CIA scandal and Alzheimer's oh in your future, Mr. Reagan. Hi, I'm Susan. I'm 24, an attorney, and I'm looking for love. I just want to find someone who's funny, smart, and loves me for who I am. What she's failed to mention is, she's the fattest woman in the United States. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Susan. Oh. Fatchelorette asks the question, can a dashing knight in shining armor truly love a fat bitch? The Fatchelorette, 87 Central ABC. 
uh, we have a, we have another guest coming up. Mm. Yeah, um, no wonder. He is a really interesting guy. Yeah. I, I talked to him a little bit. He's uh, yeah. His name his name is Mark Molasses. Yeah. Um, he's just outside the door. He I think he's an author. We're gonna talk to him. I, about will, not, I will not be in the room at that fucking. Well, will, will you go grab yeah. him for us, Jackson? Okay, 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 please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a a self. <laughs> Thanks, Jackson. He's a uh, self-proclaimed love guru. I think. Oh, really? Said. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, here he is. Millennials want pussy. Millennials want pussy too. How's it going? Oh, Mark Molasses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice to meet studio. you. What's going uh, on? Here? Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Um, so tell us, tell us what you're in here promoting. Well, uh, I was uh, here to, to do some press for my latest box office smash, Sexy Slave Ships Two. However, however, Sexy Slave Ships 2 was not the financial success that I had predicted. Yeah, I didn't see that one in the theater. It was not permitted to play in a theater, and a home video cassette was burned by people of all races. <laughs> so I am now promoting my new love guru book, Never Let Her Respect Herself. A hap- <laughs> Never Let Her Respect Herself. A happy woman is a woman who leaves. Be withholding with the oats, with the sugar cubes. Be withholding with the sunlight, and then you have a truly loyal woman. If you ever let her see another man, well, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, so Mark, uh, so like, what inspired you to write the book, I guess? Uh, heartbreak after heartbreak. And then I realized if I had never let her go outside, this never would have happened to me. <laughs> I guess that's a, an effective way to do it. Yes. Um, do you, I mean, do you feel any ethical implications of, I, it seems like, enslaving ethical. someone? Enslaving someone. You mean she, yeah, yeah, the way Morgatrude enslaved me? Huh? Who slaved you? Morgatrude. Morgatrude? My first, second, and third wife, fucking Morgatrude. Was this the same woman you married and divorced and remarried? I married her, I divorced her, I took her back, I couldn't let her go. I was the slave. It's time for me to be master. All right, so so Mark, like you know, it's it's Valentine's Day. You know, uh, yes. uh, uh, lots of guys and and, and uh, are are wondering like like how, like how can they get a date for Valentine's Day? Do you have any advice for them? Just like some dating advice, you know, like. Well, what you do? Uh, never look them in the eyes. And if they do look you in the eyes, you spit <laughs> upon their face. <laughs> but it it look, it's not a degrading thing. What you do is, uh, Mark Molasses official. Uh, it's it's a it's a, it's a, a lozenge. So basically, you suck on it, and so you spit. It's a strawberry flavor. It's very romantic. So they look <laughs> in your eyes, and you don't fucking look at me. <laughs> and then they say, "Oh, that's a very sweet." And then they realize that 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 that, that they're dealing with someone to be respected. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, a romantic I, man, but, authority, but they see a softer side in the strawberry flavoring. Well, well, Mark, it seems like this thing with Margatrude. What's yes, Margatrude. Yes. Um, it seems like you know maybe um from that relationship you you have a lot of bitterness to women. No. I was. I learned how women work. I learned how they operate. But maybe that's just one woman. I don't think so. I think that she was the ambassador from women. I think she she was sent by women to hurt me. She was sent by Pepsi Cola bottling co to hurt me. The well, taste of a new generation, my ass. If her ass wasn't barren, maybe it would be a taste of a new goddamn generation. <laughs> give me one son, then then I'll let you treat me this way. You give me one son. Um, well, I don't want a daughter. What if she turns out to be hot? I, I don't. I love women. Okay, I don't want this sexy thing running around my house that I can't even look at. Don't give me a daughter. I mean, maybe once you had a daughter, you wouldn't feel that way about yeah, it. I, I don't think so, buddy. I've had nieces. I've had nephews. 
All these things run around. It's like being in a harem, and, 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 and what am I supposed to do? You, you Family reunion is like being the goddamn no-hand strip club, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Come on. Oh, Marcus I'm is trying dropping to be a good the guy knowledge. Here. He's, he's, trying to be a good guy, but you're not, you, you know, when you're <laughs> running around in that one-piece flower bathing suit, I got on what the... Well, tell us more about this book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, never let her respect herself. Uh, uh, notice I haven't mentioned my fourth wife's name because she doesn't have a name. She doesn't have an identity. Her identity is me. She is one of my extremities. Do you understand? I don't know. I know a lot of really emotional men. I, I know a lot of men in my life who just, like, are always upset about women and, like, you know, their lives, their jobs. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know anything like things, about like things that. Like, 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 things have kind of changed. Like, you know, like, 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 if you had a son, like, wouldn't you want to let him kind of just be more modern and or, or, or would you raise him differently? What does that mean? You what know, like modern a, mean? Uh, like more, a cyborg or a robot <laughs> boy, astro boy? Like, like, like you know, like more for, like like how would you raise your son in today's world? I'm I just saying, when does yeah. progress stop? Okay, can we, can we? We got men, we got ladies. I got one in my basement. Why? Oh, <laughs> why do we need any more than that? Why do we need to go further? Okay, we figured it out a million years ago. Women's rights can only have negative consequences on the environment. Well, so yeah. that is a good point. I mean, because we, more women are driving now. Yeah. <laughs> more women are driving now, putting more emissions up. We there. also use a lot more toilet paper. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't have to. If they would use them. their blood bucket like I told them to, <laughs> we wouldn't have this problem. I'm finding myself agreeing with Mark Molasses more than I'm. I know. You're seducing uh, our only female. Who yeah, I know because she knows it's the truth. Is it true? Is this attractive to women? Self-respect. Your ego is not your amigo, honey. Okay? I think that women just want to be left alone, and this is sort of a stepping stone to that. Yes, yes. Okay, Okay. well, how about this, Mark? It's selfishness. What do you think of... being selfish. What do you think of a woman doing the same thing that you're doing to a a woman, but to a man? Would that be okay Mm -hmm. if they're consenting at all? I I think if that ever happened, then it would be the second coming of Christ. I think that's the moment... (laughs) That's the moment that makes Jesus say, all right, enough of this. <laughs> I'm coming down there and I'm fixing this thing. Was the lady on the cross? No. Was the lady the Buddha? No. Well, Is, I mean, maybe that's because people were treating women like you're treating them. No. Well, can you read us an ex- excerpt from your book? Here's the funny thing. I. It's like in my head. I haven't like <laughs> written it out. Like I don't have that kind oh, of time. Oh, you don't have a book yet. It's like a, it's a concept. I, I, I basically have the outline, but let me, here, let me, <clears throat> exhibit A. Uh, if you are a woman, please stop reading this book because you must not know the secrets of how I subvert you, your subconscious in, into self-destruction. Please shut it now and just enjoy the bliss of making me a master. Now, little boys, you look inside yourselves and you see a strong man. The only way you can really ever be a man is if you own land and you own a woman. But if you ever let that woman look in your face, she will see the demons inside of you and she will leave. A blindfold ought to do the trick so she can never see what you really are. Now, it's the same thing as taming a horse or a dog. Never show fear and never ever... Uh, and Would you let a dog bark at you? Would you talk back at a dog who was barking at you? You would not. And that's why you never entertain a woman's idea, even if it is a script by Diablo Cody.
remember that women are inferior in every way, but that is what makes them so goddamn cute. Sincerely, Mark Molasses. Well, that, that was more poetic than I was assuming. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the book again? I, I, like, what was the name? Just so we can plug it. Please. Never let her respect herself. <laughs> Okay. Never let her respect herself in stores uh, once it's written. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever I uh, well, uh, give me a give me an afternoon. Who, who's the publisher? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll be self-published. It's self-published. gonna be. I'm just gonna write it out and make some xeroxes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, this is what this is making me like question. It. What was your relationship like with your mom? Mm. Well, mother. Uh, well, she would tickle me and. Uh, and if I laughed, she would lock me in the cellar. She, uh, <laughs> but I wasn't man enough to overpower her and put her in the cellar and put a blindfold. Did you over ever her. become man enough to do that? I was on my 18th birthday. I pushed her down the stairs. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! Did yeah. You, did you kill your mother? Um. Well, kill is a strong word. Brain dead is, uh, <laughs> I think, a more moderate. Uh, was that about the same time you like uh, started time. doing comedy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I confess. My first set was the confession, <laughs> um, and then I, I did about uh, two to four years. I don't remember because uh, my, uh, I you know it's all sort of blurred out. I did a lot of stuff for some bags of chips. So uh, <laughs> here's something I want to ask, Mark. Um, do you ever worry that your wife, maybe like you you did to your mother, maybe uh-huh. will end up pushing you down the stairs? Mm-hmm. Well, if she wasn't chained to the radiator, uh, then maybe I'd worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could foresee possibly her gnawing off her arm, maybe oh, waiting for you. solid steel? And then hitting you over the head solid with her steel. chopped off hand. Mm. Well, then uh, she would have graduated from my program. Look, <laughs> I'm a closet feminist, okay? You want feminists in closet. It's been a very political year. Uh, what do you think of Trump, uh, Mark? Yeah. Well, he... Uh, I ran in 2013. Oh, really? I did, yes. For, for president? I did. Oh. I did. Uh, I was not elected. No one informed me that that was not, in fact, an election year. <laughs> but uh, since then, Trump has, uh, he has made me his secretary of propaganda. What do you like, like about Trump that, that brought you to his campaign? Um, well, he's a nasty guy. He's a nasty, nasty uh, yeah. guy. He tells it like it is. Uh, he's, uh, he's my father. Um, <laughs> But uh, other than that, um, I, I think he's a guy that uh, I think we really like the idea that there's a man in the White House and we have no idea what he's thinking or feeling <laughs> at any given moment. We have no <laughs> idea what he's going to do, and that is some sexy shit. That's, I like having apocalyptic sex with my woman because it's like every new executive order I want to hold somebody close. But I am a minister of propaganda, so first order business is triumph of the will, except the Nazi soldiers are riding around on Aryan beauties. Mark, I think we're going to have to stop here. I think, no, no, I think no, you're, no, you're no, expressing a lot of ideas. Life. and it's all I have left. No, I think as a student of the U, and yet, you know, just yeah. a person who cares about human so beings, uh, individuals. Yeah, this tolerant. is a tolerant institution. Then tolerate me. I'm but just trying to have a conversation. Yeah, the uh, the uh, program director is actually here. Uh, she, she's saying oh, we can't have Mark in the studio. Yeah, oh, and look, honestly, I, I think it's for the best. I don't think you should be <laughs> on campus. I love women. You know I love women. I want them to be to, to do good. I want them to go to college so they have more sexy co-eds on the campus. Okay, <laughs> take take him out. Get it, get him no. out. No, no. Bye, Mark. Bye, Mark. No, I don't want to go back in a dog. <laughs> no. That 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 guy was.
He was intense. Did you see uh, Mark? Yeah, did. Oh, wow. He's a monster. Wow. I thought I was bad. You see that fucking Hey, yeah, is, Jesus yeah, Christ. He, he was intense. Dude. You, you seem like a much better person in reflection to him. So, uh, this has been the Big Bad Sadcast. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you for listening, and yeah. I hope you listen to uh, our next And best of love episode. with your uh, 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 Valentine's Day exploits. Yeah, I hope yeah. all you guys have a good Valentine's yeah. Day. Um, anyway, signing off. Thank you, and have a good night. Bye. Bye.